I'd like you to go to John chapter 1. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All, three, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. This was not a, uh, something that just happened that Christ just showed up and, and there was a plan beforehand. There was a plan even before Adam and Eve, but especially the plan was set into motion that the Christ would come and they would come in the flesh. And, and, and this wasn't, a lot of times we just think that Christ just showed up and, and all these things started happening. He was God. He understood how all of us worked. He was aware of our lives and how our lives were and the complicated situations that we're in. I read some things while ago that a lot of places experience in, in different parts of the world, but a lot of those things that I read were, were things that we experience here. And they can get really discouraging if you let them and you dwell on them. They can make, begin to own your life. The thing that's cool about God is that nothing catches him by surprise. That unexpected bill that came up this month, or that two or three, or, or so many things, or, or that sickness, or, or that relationship with that one, and it didn't work out, and all those things are, are things that he was well aware of beforehand, but maybe we weren't, and we get discouraged, and we want to quit, and we want to get down into dumps, and, and we feel like life isn't really worth living, but, but he came at the right time. He came at a time when, he came at a time when it was just as hectic as in our own life. Yet he came in a way, he came in a way that no one would expect. Yet it was written a long time ago. Who would, who would have ever thought that he would have come this way? A king of the Jews, the God of creation, and this, this, his son would come to earth and to be the redeemer and be the savior. Go to Isaiah chapter 9. This is written in Palestine about 750 B.C. It was a prophetical writing. It was about, about someone that would come, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the, the one that would give us hope when, when we didn't have any. You may be sitting here this, this morning, you may think, well, I, don't, I have hope. What do you mean not have hope? And, but in a sense, we have a little more understanding of life. Not that we're hopeless, but, but that we have more understanding because of Christ. He'd be a great counselor. We'll get that in just a moment. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And government shall, be, government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful, called, called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. And I want to stop here for a minute because if you knew all this stuff beforehand and he finally comes in 750 or 700 BC and then 700 later, 700 years later, he shows up and all these things begin to happen, you would think it'd be a grand entrance. You'd think there'd be a, a, a come from royalty or there'd be a, a great, like we've seen the, um, um, that Meghan Markle and Harry, Prince Harry, I've never seen such a big to-do over a wedding in my life. It just got on and went on and on. It was on the news and everywhere you went, it was talking about it. And, and it was nothing that great. It was just normal people in a very limelight condition. The thing about Christ in this was that it said that his kingdom Shall I give increase? And he shall increase in, on all that he does. And, and I want to talk to you for just a minute about that. How many of you have ever seen increase in your life? How many of you have ever seen the blessings flow in your life? Maybe, maybe you think that it's really dark right now and, and a variety of things, but it's going to get better. It always does. And he is a, he's a God of increase. That's the way he always has done things. And I'd like you to go to, to Luke chapter, tw- t- chapter 2. If you, if you don't mind. This is quite a bit of reading in this. This is the, the Christmas story. And, but why was he born this way? Why was it a stable? Mary didn't know this when, when the angel came and told her she's going to be with a child and, and she was conceived of God and, and she didn't know she was going to be in a stable and, a, and a, even worse, a barn. And Joseph, whenever he, he said, okay, I'll marry her anyway, you know, it's a prearranged wedding and I'll go ahead and marry her, I'll stick it out because the angel appeared in him, I'll, I'll stick this out. And, but he never dreamed he was traveling to pay taxes and, and the, she had to go with him and went to pay the taxes that they would be there and there was no room. I don't know about you, but as a man... We have a lot of things in our head that we think we're providers for, and, and I agree, and, and there's responsibilities that come as a man to be a provider. But this situation had to be about the lowest of the lows after all the disappointment of finding out she was pregnant before he married her. Let's read chapter, chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went a decree from Caesar Augustus into all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made, verse 3. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up to, from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea. And the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, he was of the house. To be taxed with his wife Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And it was so while they were there that the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth, forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And this, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch at night over their flock. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not for Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. First of all, I'm going to say something. When you read that swaddling clothes, you, I know you know about the, the narrow strips and they would bind the babe. I know when London was born and, and for the first probably two months of her life, we kept her, we, we wrap her extremely close and real tight and kind of in a fetal position. And she was always, uh, just how she rested. She rested so much better that way. But let me read something to you about the swaddling clothes. These were bandages tightly wrapped around a newborn child. The rank of the child was indicated by the splendor and the costliness of these bands. Fine shawls or scarves were used by the rich and common cloth by the poor. So babies wrapped looked like mummies with no sign of arms or legs. Even the head was wrapped on the eyes being visible. But I could just imagine in, in the middle of a barn, in a stable, Christ being born with something. It wasn't grandeur. It wasn't wonderful. It wasn't a, a, a great imagination that fell upon the place. And the, the shepherds came and looked at him and thought, oh, look how lovely he's wrapped. Anything but that. And suddenly there was a multitude of angels and heavenly hosts singing praises. Host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and all peace and earth. Let me say it again. And on earth, peace and goodwill toward man. And it came to pass that the angels were gone away that, into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to behold Bethlehem and see this thing which came to pass that the Lord had made known to us. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the the same which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things that were, that were, which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and pondered them and kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for the, all things that they had heard and seen and it was told unto them. I'm going to stop for just a minute. I'm going to touch my notes because there's a lot more to this, a lot more It's a lot grander of a thing than what we see here. It took a lot of planning and, and let me just read this. No one knew, no one would know of the arrival. Political powers were very volatile and things were very bad and they were all felt threatened if there was a savior born. No grand birth. He came in under the radar. Nobody even knew. We'll talk about the wise men in a minute. But you would think it was something of this, this nature that the scribes, the Pharisees, the, the prophets of the day, that they would have been notified. Or you think that the, the, the people in political power would be notified because of the grandeur of him. No grand birth. Came under the radar. He was in a foreign city. There wasn't even a room reserved for him. I don't know, but I'd, be, I'd get pretty discouraged if I was taking my wife somewhere and, and I had great plans and, and she's about to have a baby and she rides on a donkey for several miles and we get her there and, and she doesn't even have a room to have the baby. How many of you mother-in-laws are, are with your daughters when they had the babies? Mothers or mother-in-laws with the ba- daughter when they had the baby? 
Yeah, I can see a lot of hands raised. There was nobody there. When she had the child, it was just her and Joseph and the animals in the, in the, in the stable. Matthew chapter 2. I'm just going to make reference to this. Now Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah. In the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east, and we are come here to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And the house that they were coming, at the house that they were... When they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened their treasures, they presented themselves, presented to him gold, frankincense, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream, they should not return to Herod. What would happen here was there was a child born, and the shepherds came whenever he was born, and they were, it was a great thing, and revealed to them only. And then about two years later, almost, there were some wise men who traveled from the east who traveled a long ways to get there. And they go before Herod. They thought that it was just common knowledge that everyone would know. And, and Herod, as you see, became very threatened. How do we know that he lived somewhere else and how long had been? Because later in that scripture we just read that he lived in a house. For some reason in our minds and in many times the ways we portray it, it's such a wonderful little story. But things were not wonderful and things were chaotic and things were dangerous. His very life was at stake. Shepherds were led to him. The wise men were led to him. Let's talk about the shepherds for a minute. Why, why do you think that he, he had shepherds come? In the field, the angel appeared to them and said, Go, behold, the child is born. He's going to be a, a savior of the, of the Jewish people. And so they rushed there to see him. But why did he go to them? Shepherds were led. Now, let me say something. I think it's, you know, we always think of something like the humble little shepherds. So let me tell you the reputation of the shepherds at this time. They were known to be kind of dirty, smelly. There was kind of, they were kind of, kind of like scoundrels, if you will, at that time. They were notorious for grazing their sheep, but taking their sheep on other people's property and grazing them. I see that may not be understandable to you, but if you have cattle and I have cattle and I catch your cows on my ground, I'm going to have a problem with you putting your cows on my ground. That's the kind of people these were. They were not people that everybody just oohed and awed because they had sheep. Because they were many times known by reputation. I do think it's kind of for this reason. In the beginning, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. 
And even at his birth, the scoundrels, the dirty, the maimed, the, the, the less than desirable would come to him and they would come and worship him. And it's, we read a minute ago, he went back worshiping. And I thought about just dancing and stuff up here, but that would not be good. And, and so that's exactly how they were. They were just caught away and their life was changed. Why? Because Jesus came from the beginning to call together the unrighteous. From the beginning, he would find value in people that nobody else found value in. That's what Christmas is all about. Can make up worship team if you could. Worship man. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, see there was also confirmation about this one called Jesus. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem which was named Simeon. The same was devout, was a just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death till he had, till he had seen the Lord's Christ. They came by the same spirit. He came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him after this custom of the law, he took him in his hands and his arms and he blessed him and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people, Israel. And Joseph and his mother and his mother marveled at those things which are spoken. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, Behold, this child is set forth, is set for the fall and the rising of many of Israel, and is a sign for those shall be a, a sign for those which shall be spoken against. Yes, the sword shall shall pierce through thine, thy own soul also. The thoughts of many shall be revealed. Jesus came in the most meager of ways. There is nobody in this place. There's nobody in our, in our county that started off the way that Jesus did. Nobody. And he, yet he didn't let our, his past or his history dictate his future. He knew he had a purpose, and he knew he had a, he had a plan of everybody's life and that would accept him into the life. He came with greatest anticipation from Simeon. His dedication would be profound and with words and concerning the Jews, the rise and fall of many, and discern the, the many discern the hearts of the many of the people of his time. I'm gonna stop here for just a second. The rise of many would rise of many would fall. The rise of many. I'll tell you what. 
It'd be easier to laugh. The fall and the rising of many in Israel. And the last verse, that the thoughts of many hearts should be revealed. We can get excited about a lot of things in church and worship and praise and all these things. But it's really came for one purpose. One entire purpose is to know your thoughts. And for you to reveal your thoughts to him, not to man, not to anyone else. What a great, great gift could this be? Any greater than this? I think of the people up here and out here who have new babies and Nick has a, a girl several months old and Kyle and Haley have one that's a couple months old and, and just different ones. But how many of them would be willing to, to have their baby that way? I wouldn't. I know my wife wouldn't. We go to a hospital and they charge us thousands of dollars for a clean habitat. But really, it's about Christ and our hearts. Father, I pray today God, that you would know our hearts. think about Christmas throughout this entire planet whether you're Christian or not if you're Muslim Hindu, Buddhist, atheist it doesn't matter we kind of commercialized and allowed it to be and there's a place for that too I'm disagreeing but it takes a lot of emphasis off of Christ. But regardless of who you are, everyone knows that Christmas is the holiday of the, of the year. It's a time when everyone and every race and every religion and regardless of what time of the season it is in, in their country, it's about giving. Jesus came here under the radar. Nobody expected him. Nobody. You bow your heads with me. Close your eyes just for a second. Lord, help me and help us realize the depths of why you came the way you came. You came not to impress. You came not in all the the greatness of man, but you came in the lowliness. Because of your lowliness, Lord, you give you a right perspective.
Jesus' ministry was about three or three and a half years. He never once rose to great power and what people considered power. But now he's been gone about 2,000 years and he ever increases. His kingdom shall know no, no end. And I pray today we'll go through all the rituals of Christmas but really I pray that we hope we really get why he came why he came reveal our hearts and our mind and keep our heart sensitive before him and accept him as our Lord and Savior